Welcome to Wax Sun Weekly. Wax Sun Weekly is the official Western Athletic and A-Sun Conference podcast of FCS Fans Nation. Wax Sun Weekly is hosted by Dustin Helton, Brandon Owens, and Will Siler. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, The Rev. Will, unfortunately, is late um, because he had to appease his uh, fiance. But in the absence of Will, we have some greatness with us. Besides Brandon Owens, as you all know, we have from the B team, Brendan Lugke or Lugi or Ludke or very long, cast, very long <laughs> password on your iPhone. Brendan, how you doing, man? Good. Glad to be here. I'm excited you guys have a live. You guys are always jumping on ours, so... When I said I'd jump on yours, I didn't think it meant this, but this is awesome. This is even better. Yep. And we already had we had a comment uh, 30 minutes ago from Kyler. So thanks, Kyler. Hopefully you're here now instead of just talking Brent. trash. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's uh, – I guess let's get into it. I'm trying to scroll back, and uh, there we go. I was trying to get back to the thing I sent you guys. So We, ha- we I, talked a lot today, so really <laughs> <it's very laughs> I will tell you our, our, our tech stuff is pretty long. And also, for any of you uh, live, or I guess everybody's watching this on YouTube, my uh, my bibs look really great on Brendan in the picture. I don't know if you guys They look fantastic. That. Well, I'm normally wearing bibs anyway, so it works. <laughs> I, I almost wore them for this. There he is. There he is, Kyler. I appreciate Rev's that. Boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, guys, as we go live, add your, uh, you know, uh, dropping questions, comments, anything you want to ask. We're gonna, we're gonna kind of go through last week's games. Um, in the middle, Brandon does have his updated bracketology for the last week of the season. So, and it's the you, last one for us. Yep. And you can obviously, feel I'm free excited. To, you can also feel free to crap all over that if you want to. And then we'll talk about some of the games next week. Uh, really, there's only two games that really matter within the conference, and those will be both our game of the weeks. But uh, let's just scroll through the scores real quick. Um, Appalachian State, or not Appalachian State, I think it's our Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> yes. You guys need to live all the time. This is the best. <laughs> Every time I see <laughs> APSU, I, I, I by default from years, I'm sorry. Austin P defeated Kennesaw State 31 to 14. Jacksonville State did everyone in the ace on a favor and beat up on Eastern Kentucky 42 to 17. The Fighting Will Silers beat up on my team uh, 34 to 7, but I won by drinking all the liquor we had. So I think that's a that's a win there. Uh, Tennessee Tech beat Northern Alabama uh, 35 to uh, 27. Abilene Christian throttled a very lifeless Sam Houston team 45 to 28. And that game is not as close as that score indicates. Um, Southern Utah defeated Lincoln, who nobody's ever heard of besides SFA because we played them last year, but it was 55 to nothing. And Utah Tech took out Tarleton State uh, 34 to 28. Brendan, I bet you didn't watch any of these games. No, I didn't have a chance. Uh, normally, uh, my Sunday afternoon is busy with that, but we were running around with the kiddo and and then work got dump trucked on me, so I didn't get a chance to watch any of the whack off games or the a sun games so i i i'm lost on these guys and i apologize for that 
Well, it's okay. Well, Brandon, why don't you, I know you were at the JSU game because it was a Southerners reunion weekend and all that jazz. So how was the, how was that game for you? Very cold, extremely cold. People in Alabama are not used to anything below 55 degrees. Um, so what was the temperature? 54. Eventually it got to about 52 and kind of stayed there the rest of the game. Um, but JSU played really, really well. I think this is the best they have played all season. Um, and it, it just made it that much better uh, because we don't have n- really nothing to play for. And we're only playing for a 9-2 and two record at best. Uh, so I'm hoping that we – hi, Jamie. Uh, I'm hoping that we don't uh, mess up next week, but we will get into that. Um and a lot of the alumni did not go back out on the field at uh, post game after Southerners performed uh, because it was too cold. I could not feel my fingers, uh, so I was like, "I'm not going back out there." That's that's sad. I mean, it was just as cold in Nacogdoches, and uh, we still were out on the field. Well, we were at field level for our stuff, you know. But I guess it helped because we got to drink a whole bunch. Um, I yeah, I did not. To do. It's a miracle yeah, we, you two survived. Well, you know, I'm not. I'm not going to say anything about Will, <laughs> and and just how uh, hammered he got because he's not here to defend himself. But man, no, I'm just kidding. Will Will actually stayed very. Will stayed very well behaved. Um, also, CW was there, so shout out to CW here watching this. Absolute legend. He actually took the picture that you can kind of see the background around. Um, I guess we can talk about the SFA Central Arkansas game. Although there's not much to talk about because Central Arkansas completely boat raced us. Um, SFA looked lost on offense. I mean, uh, UCA did what everybody expected him to do, which is run the ball on them. Kylan uh, James went for 155 yards on the ground. Um, you know, I think total they went for 220, I think, on the ground against us. So what just about what everybody expected to see. Uh, Trey Self looked like crap. And honestly, it's time to let Brian Maurer start um, because he will be our starting quarterback next year. He's a Tennessee transfer. And he can actually throw the ball real well. Big dude also. Um, so next week is going to be real important because there's basically two conference championship games that are happening. And we'll touch on those when we get to the game of, of the week. Um, I think another game that I guess didn't surprise me, but kind of did, was Abilene Christian beating up on Sam Houston. I think part of that, too, is just that Sam Houston's they've just phoned it in for the year. They, you know, they, they, they redshirted half their starters and – you know, they're getting ready for that 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 Wednesday conference USA action that they're gonna get on ESPN next year. Hey. <laughs> I don't I don't think that's a I mean, I, I get that you're you're happy about it. Um it's funny that Jawari Jones, who I'm halfway surprised isn't watching this because he's gone on every other podcast and asked about this CUSA TV contract. So Jabari, yeah. just to save you, it sucks. That's not a good contract. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to get smaller schools like Sam or JSU or Kennesaw State to be excited about about it, then that's it. But if you want to get some big dogs into your conference, you guys, you know, we've always heard, we want to get you uh, NDSU or we want to get SCSU or we want to get Delaware. Like they're the, I know the NDSU contract is so much fucking better than the, than that contract. And I imagine SCSU is the exact same because of local TV rights and things like that. So that's not a good contract. And playing on Wednesdays isn't the, the, the boon that you think it's going to be, you're just going to be featured on empty seats galore on Twitter every week. 
The exception to this is Jacksonville State. Jacksonville State, they at least have a decent enough fan base that they will be there. Their students will be there, but good Yeah, that, that's why I'm excited because we're going to show up no matter what. So I, that's what I'm most excited about that TV deal. And we will have a much better student turnout if it if we have weekday games, like games during the week. Yeah, I know. 52 degrees. Yeah, and yeah, so it's <laughs> Actually, I want to address something from Chris Hammond calling the Southerners soft. You, you, your team Excuse me. Plays yes, in the, let's, let's put this team up. plays in the dome. You don't get to say that. <laughs> exactly. You play inside. You don't get to say that to anybody. You're just as soft. You had to build a roof to hide from actual football. So you just stay in your little dome and leave him alone. I'll even make though, fun of him for us. You, you play even in half of us, a beer can. Even though us <laughs> Southerners hate the cold, we endure it when it comes to marching band because we have an outdoor stadium. You have an indoor stadium. So shush. Yeah, both Idaho's. I mean, the only the only team in Idaho, I guess, who's got a set is Boise State. I guess the yes. best team oh. in Idaho who uh who, who Whereas Chris likes to call them Boise State right Just <laughs> Oh my God! You went there on him, huh? Try to, try, to, try to slag off my podcast partner. You're gonna get it from me, like. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic! <laughs> oh Lord! Oh man! Um, let's see. Other, I'm looking at these other games that, I mean, uh, Austin P didn't surprise anybody with that score. Tennessee Tech told you they would beat Northern Alabama, as uh, Brendan likes to call them, because he can't read their logo. Um, but. I mean, so Northern Alabama is – I'm trying to think, who would be the, the MVFC equivalent of a team that is so close to winning but just can't do it? Uh, it would have been USD last year and probably this year. Thinking like a Southern Illinois who's just been close or Illinois State who had a couple close games but just let it slip away every time. Yeah, they just they just don't have the uh, – the the just it's I don't know I don't know what's missing It's a certain je ne sais quoi if you will because there's mm-hmm. they have the pieces they don't have a bad team I guess now they need a coach but their interim coach is still done okay like so maybe maybe yeah. getting somebody somebody new behind uh, at the helm next year will help them but yeah but UNA, I mean, UNA could have a winning record right now yeah they really could like, that's that's the sad thing they could have a winning record and possibly be on the bubble for playoffs. Yep. Oh my hey, god. Yes, Becky, sir. look who finally showed up. Look at his butt. Look at his butt. What's up? It is it's about time. Jeez. Hey man. Sorry. Duty calls. Is Bailey, is Bailey still mad at you or is uh are you are you okay for now? No, we're good. Sugar Bears won. <laughs> Stretched it out. We're good. All right. Well, we basically talked about all the games that mattered last week. We already talked about the UCA game. Um, but do you have anything you want to add from from uh, your trip to Nacogdoches this past weekend? First of all, thanks for having us down. That was a great time. I had a, had a great time at the game. The suite was very cool. The tents on the other end were really cool. Um, a lot of good people there at SFA. And I had a good time uh, watching UCA dominate. So... It was a good time. I know Rev was. I, I don't know how many times. Yeah, I don't know how many times I got the middle finger from Rev, but uh, we we had a great time. So yeah, we uh won't lie. We were in our tent, and then we went down to the alumni side because one, their tent was on the north side of the stadium. Their their crate, I guess you could say, so it blocked the wind because the wind was still blowing pretty good, and so it was nice and warm. And 
scoped out some free drinks and uh um you know i think uca scored right in front of there also and then we might have been there long enough for sfa to to drop that ball in the end zone i think we we're still over there whenever that happened too like right yeah. right in front of us that was we were there i don't know i i, I at that point i'd had half a bottle of tequila and probably half a bottle half a liter and half of that champagne so dude it was cold oh, i would be gone <laughs> at that point i would be gone dude it was freezing it's surprising it was really cold like it I, I did not wear no okay brendan i understand south dakota is colder than east texas but at the end of the game when it, yeah a little bit uh but at the end of the game when it was 37 degrees and i was in like wind pants and you know a thin hoodie I was cold. I'm not used to that. You, you got to dress right for those games, boys. Like that's yeah. what I'm getting from all this. Is you guys Look, don't know how to dress for? The cold, I wore, I wore I wore bibs. I wore a quarter zip. That was a fleece quarter zip, and I had a jacket from when the sun went down. So I was fine. I actually felt great. And then we had a propane heater in there too, which was kind of awesome. That was nice. I, I dressed. You, for, you had a I propane dre- heater in your cold. I I mean I didn't stand near it a lot of time, but those guys, I mean it was right there. You could have got it. and I also brought I also brought hot hands for everybody to keep their hands hey, warm. Hey, you gotta have the hot hands. That's clutch. Yeah, no, I dude. dressed appropriately, but I missed uh putting something a, a little bit more thick under my pants because that's why I was super, super cold. My legs were easily getting cold. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think it's supposed to be like 39 degrees for the UCA game this weekend, so Kind of glad to, I'm not going now. I'm gonna have Dude, to figure out how to uh, how to be warm. You want me to tell you? You want me to tell you what you got to do right now? Give us give us the key. Okay, you have a pair of like Under Armour long johns, a pair of sweatpants, a pair of jeans over the top of that. And then if you have them, bibs over the top of that. Then you do a long sleeve t shirt, a t shirt, a flannel, or a hoodie with another hoodie over the top of that. And I don't know that my jacket. I don't know that my brain can remember all of that. You're gonna have to like write that it's just down. Layers, yeah, it's okay. all about, it's all about la- layers. layers gradually getting thicker as they go out. I don't. That's know. all it is. Like Ariel, or or do what Ariel did. Run yeah. down to I know, you're in college still though, right? So this might be tougher. But run down to where they sell Milwaukee tools and buy a heated jacket, and then mm-hmm. they're actually buy the heated hoodie so it's next to your body, and then throw a jacket over the top as a windbreaking layer. And then you're good. Okay. That might that might have been a bit of overkill for a 49 degree kickoff. Uh, yes. Well, but yeah, a lot by a lot. But you can like, turn it on later. Yeah. If, if it if, if the cold's killing you, whether it doesn't matter if it's 50 degrees and it's cold to you, or if it's 10 degrees and it's cold to you, that's how you got to go about it. You, you hear that, Chris Hammond? It was 19 <laughs> degrees after what at the end of the game for the Jacks game, and Ariel was sweating. Yeah, she she says 25 <laughs> degrees, but uh. You know, I don't know why. Well, I mean, still, uh, to, yeah, to shout out like, for even listening to this. Yeah, shout out Ariel. Looking oh, yeah, to, she's looking look forward to seeing you in Frisco. She she listens to Brendan all the time. Yeah, she would be in podcasts the rest of the time. If I wasn't at the other end of the house, you'd hear her screaming at you guys about being cold in that weather. She'd be <laughs> mocking you right now. My wife would be just ridiculing you. I promise she is in the bedroom right now, mocking you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I can't wait for Frisco. She's gonna mock us if we show up and it's you know, you know, like it was last year, what fifty and raining, and we're all bundled up. I mean, some of us went, you know, tarps off in the end zone, but other folks were got to do. Cool. Got to do. Yep. <laughs> all right. Um, look, I was gonna say there's not much left to talk about from last week, but I do want to uh, point out one other game. So Utah Tech 
defeats Tarleton. Utah Tech, surprisingly, if if the scenario worked out right, could actually finish second in the WAC, which not bad for a transitioning team that went one and ten last year and got just destroyed by everybody they played. They, I'm uh, glad they beat Tarleton. I still buttered at them, so I'm I'm glad that they did it. Yeah, well, Tarleton. I mean, Tarleton thinks they're going to go FBS, and they're not. Nobody likes you. No, you can't sit here. Basically, that's what Conference USA said to you, Tarleton fans. You can't sit here. Well, what I find impressive about Utah Tech is they started one and six, and they've yeah, won their past they it three. Like, who would have thought Utah Tech, a tra- transitioning team, would beat SFA, Southern Utah, and then a really good Tarleton team? In back to back to back weeks, I'll give you t- yeah. two of those. But Southern Utah, I might have like been if they were going to beat somebody. Southern Utah might have been the one. Then I mean, yeah. they played well, but like preseason, I would have been like, yeah, they might beat Southern Utah. Yeah, it's like I mean, we said at home when they did, or we said earlier in the year whenever they did their first of their two games, we were like, they'll win the one at home, and they did. But you know, they they turned their offense around. I don't know what happened, but their offense is actually um, going nuts. Uh, Jamie says Ariel should come crash the pod. I'm pretty sure Ariel. Probably doesn't want to show up in her jammies. I don't know. I'm sure she's in bed. That, that's her call. That's not my decision. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler's comment: SFA and Ewu played a rivalry game with trophy. Uh, be called shit defense. Yes. Yes, oh, I would absolutely agree with that. It'd be um, defense because there's no D there. Yes. Yeah. I think it would be called one of us has a decent looking field. It's not. It's not Ewu. <laughs> uh. One comment about SFA, this honestly kind of a dig, but they didn't, they came out really flat. Yeah. It wasn't even that I think they were not a good football team. They did, I mean, it was very uninspired football. It's senior day, too. It was senior day, and they came out flat. And then Coach Carthel during the postgame was like, We weren't ready. And I'm like, You had a bye week. You had a bye week. How are you not ready to play? How do you not have juice? And there's a lot of folks already on the like sawmill and things like that saying that Carthel should be fired. And I don't think it's to that point yet, because if you look at him as a coach, you include the really weird COVID season. He's basically 500. He's 22 and 22. He's had the first season. He was three and nine using, using Clint Conk's shit team that Conk left him. Um, We love Clint Conk. Yeah. Clint, that guy. Uh, So I don't think, I think you have to give him one more year. But I think he only gets one more year because you don't want to see regression in any any sort of form. And you're seeing that this year. And you haven't seen the ownership. I mean, you, you have, it feels like you haven't seen a lot of accountability. It's been like, well, we weren't prepared. No, you're a coach. You're supposed to prepare your team to play. It's that simple. If your team's not prepared. That's on you. Um, you know, it's it stinks, too, because we were losing – I told Will this. We're losing such great players. We're losing Xavier Gibson. We're losing B.J. Thompson. We're losing all these awesome players. But thankfully, we've reloaded in some sense with our recruiting. I mean, we've had two top three recruiting classes, if you want to call it that. I don't buy into that, the ranking stuff, but we'll see how it goes. Um, you know, and we got – like so we got a good transfer quarterback from Tennessee. So we'll see what happens next year. But our schedule next year, I looked at it already. I don't think we'd have a chance to be 500 until conference play. You uh, the future's bright at quarterback. What's that guy's last name? Bauer. Something Brian Bauer. Like Brian Bauer. Mauer. Mauer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that dude's a stud. I think he's better than Trey Self. I just don't. I think, think he is too. I don't think you can hand him the keys to the program when Trey Self is chilling there and he, all he's done for you. So, 
Yeah, but I think every time he's played, I mean, he's the only one who threw a touchdown in the UCA game. He came in late and, and did it. And, and, I mean, our defense, yeah, we got ran all over. Our defense made some really great plays, too. You know, we had uh, good turnovers, a nice fake punt, but uh, just just wasn't enough. Uh, you, had a, you, had a, you had a couple turnovers. A couple of those were self-inflicted, too. I don't know who the, the interception was being thrown to. Um, that was just a really odd throw to make. And then, obviously, the fumble that there at the end. scary. What? That's the most ominous comment I've ever. Oh no! We got, we got. Hey, we got Jamie, a... I, I just gotta. I hear a dog. Say something about Jamie. Yes, I'm rocking the Jamie shirt. I gotta rock my future uh, school where I'm gonna get my doctorate from. So. Are you wow. announcing the? You're committing right here. Are you committing? Are we it, it'll right be now? a few years, <laughs> but it, it'll be a few years. But I will be. Uh... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't oh. seen that thing in a year. Oh, don't make me laugh. I just had my nuts operated on. <laughs> <laughs> Here. It's uh, awesome. That's so good. So he feels your pain. He's very large, if you're wondering. Yeah, he's bigger than I am, I think, at this point. Oh, yeah. That's massive. I'm glad he's made a, an appearance on a podcast this year, though. He has made all the appearances at South Dakota State Tailgates. He is part of the, the book club. Yes, he is. He's an unofficial member of the book club. Yeah. All right. I'm going to entertain Jason Plotkin's question because, one, I actually know him personally real well. Can the Wax then do a coin toss instead of a rating system? The OVC coin toss is eliciting a lot of excitement. Well, here's the thing about the OVC coin toss. We know that both sides of that coin have UTM written on it, so I don't think it's you know even worth the time. But I would say a, be a coin toss is better is better than yeah. this rating system that is the that is the biggest absolute garbage. Warren Nolan, I don't think you've ever heard of this podcast, but in the unlikely event you ever see this podcast, you suck. You're you suck at what you yes. garbage. This is all just so confusing. It'd be it's one so thing confusing. if you were using a true power ranking, but you're using it's the simplest like equation I've ever seen. If if it's if I could go take Microsoft Excel and do it for the conference in like 10 minutes, then it's too simple. And just using 70% win percentage, 20% opponents win percentage and 10% opponents opponents win percentage is stupid. But that's just because if you go I mean there's true power rankings that go by offensive power, defensive power, literally everything. You could have used anything like that, but instead you did the dumbest formula ever. So somebody mentioned earlier that if there was a three-way tie for the A-Sun, all three would be considered. Is that uh, right? I think they would see I, who's got the best chance to beat out the WAC champion, like the WAC nominee. Well, that would be EKU. They would yeah. find they would find but at the same so at the same time, if let's say um Central Arkansas finishes three and one, Austin P finishes. Two? Well, are we or really not counting, counting the, the state loss? Yeah, I mean, exactly. It, it, it's in yeah, it okay. is count it, they are counting it they, in the standings, guys, yeah. So, so EKU, Central Arkansas, and Austin P all would be three and two. Yeah. Austin P beat EKU, EKU beat Central Arkansas, and Central Arkansas beat Austin P. How in the world would you determine that? They probably just use the power rating. It, they well, yeah, obviously it wouldn't matter because it would go to the whack anyway. 
Yeah, it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter. But it even just, even if well, it, it would matter with EKU and SFA, right? I think EKU'd probably get it at that point. Well, I think you have to do it over. Um, well, because they'd have a better. If, if against against, oh, I don't know. They'd have this. I don't know. That's a good question. I I think honestly, if it came to that point, they would give EKU because I think EK, uh, EKU doesn't have a realistic shot of getting that large. Because just the bubble's that big, and they're going to be hey, better. They're in on the uh, FCS Fans Nation official bracketology. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure half of them oh, are drunk doing yeah. it. I I was with the schools that were left on the bubble. It was them or Idaho, and I don't think you can complain either way. I think yeah. Here's the thing. I think you would have given it to Idaho based upon their wins this year over EKU. But that's just my that's just my thought. Um, so so. I would say that the whole ranking system, the power ranking, Warren power ranking system, has elicited as much conversation as the coin flip because people have been talking about that all year as compared Mm -hmm. to the last two weeks. That's true. So I don't think you need to change the coin flip at all. What do you think? No, you didn't think so either. I feel like he. I feel like I'm giving you a hug, which is kind of weird. <laughs> a drunken hug. It's always a drunken that's hug. A, this about this how man it cannot stay off of his hooch. That's about how it ends up in Frisco. Like, let's go find a McGriddle at 10:30 at night now. No, oh I, there's a reenactment that I can do with him from Frisco, but I'd have to act like I was sleeping and then get power bombed by him. <laughs> oh, no, I don't no, know no. what it is with people messing with me while I sleep, man. Like you jumped on me. Another friend of mine decided to snuggle in bed with me. Yeah. Risk how that was gonna turn out. It was it was I'll tell you this, it was after it was after the Natty game. I knew Brendan was disappointed having to watch North Dakota State win in person. I knew he felt down disappointed. I was pissed. He left he left the game early. Um back to the room Uh, with the sleep. So I unlocked baby about it. He and I were sharing a room. And so I didn't even like walk in. I unlocked the door and ran in and just jumped across and frog splashed him in bed and said, get up, we're drinking. And he got up. This <laughs> <So. laughs> might surprise you. You're pretty awake after that happened. You, you don't just go, well, I'm going to go back to bed now. That's not how that yeah. shit works. Well, Ariel, just, I mean, I would warn you, Ariel. We, I mean, it's become a tradition now. So, you know, move or you're going to get caught. Yeah, get out of the bed. <laughs> I remember you right. leaving. I remember watching you leave the game uh, from our little rainbow section there. And I was like, what's wrong with him? And they're like, he's from South Coast State. And I was like, oh, yeah, this sucks yeah. for him, man. I was pissed. But, yeah. It's that, that heavy realization that, A, Montana State, we had lost that Montana State team. And then, B, I had paid that much money to go to watch NDSU win national title was pretty <laughs> tough to swallow. That's fair. I mean, to be fair, I think that um, I I don't I, yeah I can't I don't have anything to be fair. Let's go on to what's the uh, what everybody's looking forward to. Um, this, in fact, I think this might be my mother's favorite segment. It's Brandon's bracketology. So, in case you don't know, Brandon started out this year with a lot of hot takes i mean <laughs> that's those, an understatement <laughs> those takes were hot enough that he wouldn't have been cold this past weekend had he kept them up and so yeah. so now and like the first time like we don't we don't know unlike the first time we don't know who he's gonna drop he did mention his seeds 
on the yes uh, i did if you paid um, attention to the, the live stream on, on the show i don't think that i don't think they got put in the com like actually up on the screen but they were in the comments um i saw they dropped them on the a team too yeah yeah like i mean what so you know just a shout out first of all to the to um you know matt tyler and jamie for doing their their bracketology although tyler shows violence it still i think worked pretty well but Brandon, I think Brandon's probably going to choose more violence here. So I would say get your chocolate milk, kick back, and let's see what happens. And please feel free to talk shit in the comments. We will put them all up, every single one. Go ahead, Brandon. All right. Let, let's just get this done and over with. Uh, so let's start with the seeds. Um, I had to go ahead and predict uh, games for the upcoming week and thank you for a team for giving me this information but um is it hunter lepke yep yeah he's apparently not going to be able to play in this week's game so that's my first upset of the of the week and it pretty it it <laughs> creates a lot of chaos already so i have north Just... dakota beating north dakota state this weekend um in fargo because the game's yes. in Fargo, it's not in the City. In Fargo, have I mean, you checked the scores in the in the recent past of those games in the Fargo Dome? Have I? No. Yeah. Oh, you. You. I mean, if it, it was in the, if it was in the USPS sorting center in Grand Forks, I would probably agree with you, but it's not in Fargo. I don't think the upset happens even without uh, Hunter Lukey there. So, not related to Brendan. Different spelling of the last name. Just sounds the same because all the names up there yeah. sound the same. All right, so starting with the number one seed, I have uh, Sac State going undefeated, and because of the FBS win, they are my number one seed. I am offended. <laughs> my my number my number two seed, on the other hand, is South Dakota State. Uh, my number three seed, I have Montana State beating Montana, uh, so they get the three seed. Um, my number four seed is Samford. Um, my five seed is Holy Cross. Oh, I got to do it. Jamie told me to do it. Oh, <laughs> oh, kicks him out. oh man. That and was such good timing. That was don't matter. <laughs> That's it. All right. That's, it. That's it. This, seg this segment's done. Come back. Um, my number six seed is Weber State. Uh, my number seven is Richmond, and my number eight is Incarnate Word. Um, really, even, just to reply to Jamie, you can swap Holy Cross and Weber State, in my opinion. So either way, I mean, one of those two teams is going to be five or six, should the chaos that I think happens happen. Um, so my to go through the bracket, in the Sac State region, or portion of the bracket, I have Eastern Kentucky playing South, uh, Southeast Louisiana. And Southeast Louisiana is the Southland champion, um, which means the Southland gets two bids this year. Um, in the Incarnate Word portion, I have Furman versus William & Mary. Um in the Sanford portion, I have Dayton beating Davidson this weekend um, to get the Pioneer automatic. Um, 
and they are they will play Delaware. Um, in the Holy Cross portion, I have the NECAQ St. Francis playing New Hampshire. Uh, in the Montana State portion, I have Chattanooga playing UT Martin, which is the OVC champion, uh, because we all know what's going to happen, that coin flip. Um, in the Weber State portion, I have Abilene Christian versus North Dakota State. In the South Dakota State region, I ha- or portion of the bracket, I have SEMO playing North Dakota. And finally, in the Richmond portion, I have the Big South champion playing Elon, which is North North Carolina A&T, and they will travel to Elon. So I think your geography is off on a couple of those, because I think they would do Abilene Christian versus Southeastern Louisiana as a game, and I think they do UT Martin against SEMO as a game, uh, because they did, technically didn't play each other in conference this year, so they would easily be a first-round game. They and they're, they used to do and, that with the Southland schools all the time. Yeah, so I, th- I think those are two that you would see. I think somebody would have to travel to an un- to an unseated North Dakota state if they were to not be seated. Although I really think that well, they're not going to lose this week and that they will get a seed. So, so I don't know. Question: mm-hmm. If so, Abilene Christian has a lot of money. Yeah, they can bid for a home game. And they can probably outbid a lot of like bigger athletic departments, like public school athletic departments. They could, I think they, if they get in, which I mean, all signs point that they're going to win this weekend. Um, I think they get a home game because I think they outbid some people, not with ticket money, but with hey, we'll we'll guarantee this amount of money, whether it's got to come from us or not. I don't think they would outbid someone like Southeastern Louisiana, but I think you would, I think you're right. I think they would, they would probably throw a lot of money there. They haven't ever made the playoffs. They'd want that first home game. You don't think they would outbid Sela? Sela will put a lot of money out there. I mean, you know, you might be right. They might it's really now say that I'm like, they're, they're going to want that first home game because they're going to want that, uh, that, Hey, we finally made it to the playoffs after 10 years of whatever, however long it's been with them being, you know, D one. So yeah, they probably bid. They'd probably get a home game. I think if they get in, they for sure get one just because that they've got a ton of money and just being there before and seeing like the facilities they've got. Oh yeah. 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 And yeah. so Jason Plotka has this comment. going to keep up the anti Fordham. Uh, yes. I, can't, and yeah, I can't put Fordham me. in. I'm sorry. I can't put Fordham in. I, if you, that, if you when you, it, when you stack their resumes against the other teams that were being considered for one of those last four spots, it did not match up. My last four in is Delaware, UTC, EKU, and UND. And yes, Montana is not in the field. Ooh. That's a that's gonna cost a butthurt. Oh, yeah. if, Do wait, I a minute, <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. If Montana's not in the field, I just felt an earthquake. Then Idaho has to be in the field. Then Idaho would be in the field. Mm-hmm. It's going to be one or two of the schools. It's not going to be. Yeah, Mont- there's yeah, no way. Yeah, one or two of them are going to get in. I think. I don't think you're going to get. I think this is where the Eastern Kentucky thing comes in because I don't. If, if Abilene Christian wins the WAC, they're going to. They're going to be. They're going to win the AQ. I don't think Eastern Kentucky is going to get in. And so, uh, <laughs> nice. Uh, um, so no, I, I mean, of course, you know, no, I, I would just be shocked given the wins. 
I know EKU had a great win against um, Bowling Green, but let's look at ranked wins, look at resume, look at strength of schedule, and Idaho has it over – Idaho has it. Um, so I don't see them sitting out even though they completely crapped the bed. But Idaho week. is 7-2 and two overall because you won't count the FBS losses. No. No, so they're seven. I mean, they're seven and two. They're, they're, they'll probably win this week, so they'll be eight. Wait, they play this week, right? I'm trying to now. I'm trying to remember. They've yeah. not won this. Yeah, they play this week. They're not like South Dakota State, who took a bye on the last freaking week of the. That's of the season. oh yeah, that was that was our decision. Yeah, that was that was us. <laughs> but I mean, when you compare, Idaho, they, no, they play Idaho State this week, and come on, that's a dub. Yeah. When you when you compare Idaho's resume seven and four zero FBS win. So technically they're seven and two one at the time ranked win one current ranked win EKU same record, but six six FCS wins one FBS win one at the time ranked win against SEMO and SEMO is still ranked. I have, I have, I have to take EKU EKU's resume is better than, What's your strength schedule? Because the teams that, okay, here's the thing. The teams that Idaho beat would have boat raced Bowling Green also. Bowling Green's one of the worst FBS teams. Like that's, yeah. you're not hanging a lot on that. And I, and they talked, and uh, Sam Herter, it, whenever he talked to, uh, on his podcast, it, just a group of five wins aren't going to necessarily help you this year because a group of five, a lot of those teams are so bad that some, a lot of the, F, the top FBS top teams will actually rank above them in rankings. So while it was, I mean, don't get me wrong, while it was great, we I picked, you know, EKU to win. There's a reason why I picked EKU to win because Bowling Green is awful. So I don't think that's going to hold as much weight as you think it's going to hold, uh, hold uh, going into um, going into uh, when the committee's looking at it, especially when we look at the fact that Idaho freaking beat. Uh, I mean, granted, yes, Montana is on the on the on the right now, and they're probably going to lose this week. But still, at the time, when you look at where they were ranked at that win, that's going to help them. Yeah, but you also have to look at how how did Idaho perform against Washington State and Indiana? Not terrible. Not terrible. I mean, they barely yeah, lost. Not bad at all. Like, yeah. yeah, they, they, they barely lost. Them. They were yeah, leading at half in one of those, wasn't they? Weren't they? Yeah. Like Indiana? Yeah, if you look you look at their games, they lost by 13 to Indiana. It's seven. They lost by a Washington. touchdown to Washington State. And then you look at EKU, they barely lost to Eastern Michigan, and they beat Bowling Green. Now, granted, both of those teams are G5 teams compared to P5 teams. But also, an FBS win is an FBS win. But it's not going to have the weight you think it's going to have, and that's the, the point of the thing. I get it, you think it's FBS win, but again, I, again, I would be willing to bet you that South Dakota State could beat Bowling Green, Sacramento State could beat Bowling Green, Idaho could beat Bowling Green. Hell, Incarnate Word could probably boat race Bowling Green. Lindsey Scott would go for 700 yards and 14 touchdowns against Bowling Green. Like, like they suck. They suck out loud. They suck so bad you can smell them from where they are. So, like, like I don't – like, again, I think this is a little bit of homerism out of you. I'm just calling it out because you you want to see two from the Wax Sun. I want to see two from the Wax Sun. I don't think the Wax Sun's going to get two, though. Unless, and here's unless something SFA else beats ACU, and then if SFA beats ACU, then it's Eastern Kentucky going in. It comes from the ASA. There's not you're not going to get two though. And who you lose to matters as well. And I mean, the teams that Idaho will have lost to will be highly ranked teams or in the playoffs. If outside of Davis is 
if Davis pulls the upset. But even then, I would argue Davis is a better loss than Austin P. Uh, yeah, like Jamie didn't Jamie pick EKU? Was he the one that picked Eastern Kentucky? He or picked them. Yes, and then wanted to go yeah. back. That's what it was. And then and wanted like, to go oh, back. Yeah, that's right. I mean, because I mean, if we look, if we look at Eastern Kentucky. They lost to Sam Houston, right? And Sam, I mean, Sam's Sam's hot garbage. Um, they still kind of were at the time. That's when they were looking at starting to look at redshirting their players. You know, um, they. I mean, their 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 loss to Eastern Michigan is not not going to count against them. Um, you know, and so. That Jamie brings up a good point. Focus on the wins and not losses. And I think when you look at, I think when you look at it, I mean, that Bowling Green win's not going to count for much for Eastern Kentucky. And not to mention also talking about how many overtimes to actually do it seven, something like that. Like it wasn't like it was yeah, a it was seven. Yeah, like it wasn't like it was an outlanded. Like they completely like went out there and boat raced them like Sacramento State did to their FBS competition or incarnate word that's in Nevada or someone like that, you know, they, they inked it out at the very end of the, inked it out at the, very end of the game. So I'll say I, this, I, if this was a situation where EKU was going to finish with eight wins, um, it might be a little bit different, but if they end up having the same number of wins, then I think the resume is probably just better for Idaho. Uh, yeah. Now, if they had, um, like different if, if EKU had eight, then I think you see them the Idaho scheduling two uh FBS teams kind of biting them in the butt. Uh like it did in Austin P when they scheduled three in like twenty seventeen mm-hmm. or something. Uh yeah. No. But I don't know that scheduling two, if you have the same number of wins, is gonna, you know, count as a penalty for you. So anyway. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I hope Eastern Kentucky gets in. I mean, I do too. I, I just don't see it win. happening. Yeah. I, I don't see it happening. And I love Parker McKinney. Like I, I actually really like that team, especially with what happened with with the coach having you know basically dying in the office and then you know getting back out on the field. Like I mean, you know, you want to see it happen, but it, I just don't think it's I don't think it's there. Looking at some of these comments, there we go. So I'm trying to get on Hammond's good side. Well, I mean, I already some of it too. If they're gonna weigh the the win for Sac State to give the FBS win to help them get the one seed. You're going to have to weigh it the same way when you're weighing the FBS win for Eastern Kentucky in against Idaho in that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And Jamie has a really good point right here. Does Idaho have three ranked wins, though? I mean, Idaho have three ranked wins. Is that how many they have, or is it two? Let's see, Montana was three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whenever they beat them. Um, yeah, pull up the schedule again real quick. They'd be, let's see. You know, if only we had that word document no, that Matt Brazy used. It's just yeah. Montana. No, I think, no, they have more than Yeah, they're so it's only one, I guess. No, that's not. They only got one. Nope. Lost that Sac State. Yeah, so they've really only got one ranked win, so that's true. I mean. They didn't get the benefit of playing Eastern Washington before everybody realized how bad they were. No, yeah, that is true. They didn't, yeah. Oh, I mean, if you count it that way, then. I don't know. It's then Although, you're looking at a, a yeah. true strength of schedule, like numerical value. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. and, and and that and that's why I I put EKU in was because they have that FBS win and they have the same amount of ranked wins as Idaho. Okay, but look at so strength of schedule, twenty two versus fifty seven. 
that twenty that twenty two is not EKU. Bowling Green has a Sagarin rating of one forty two. Yeah. Um, if you look at just the big sky itself, the highest big sky rated team is Montana at sixty nine. Nice. Uh, Sac State nice. seventy three. Nice. Weber State at eighty six. Davis at eighty nine. Um. Montana State at 103. Idaho is at 113. So Idaho is higher ranked in the Sagarin rating than Bowling Green, which is EKU's best win. So I don't know. that. I mean, Northern Arizona is closer to Bowling Green than anybody in the big sky. So Yeah, I, I agree with Jamie Williams on, on this one. I think I think with how the committee values FBS wins, it doesn't matter who it's against. I think that the FBS win will still break the tie between EKU and Idaho, and EKU gets in. I hope it does. I just don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I guess we'll guess we'll find out. That's a good question from chat. What chance are you giving Davis for the win? Like Davis, I'd say twenty percent. I would probably say probably. I'd give him higher than that. I'd give him higher than that. I mean, it's a it is it is a rivalry game. It's a game both schools get up for. Is it um, at Davis or at Sac State? Well, they're they're right next to each other. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're legit across the street from. Oh, well, not oh, across, they're like like pretty they, close. Yeah, they're pretty damn close to each other. I would say probably 35, 40, somewhere in there. Um. Especially with how Sac State's let people hang around early on. It's not like necessarily they've had a bunch of close games, but they've let people hang on for a little bit. See, right there, Jamie. Okay, so. I'd give I'd give them forty five percent chance. I'm gonna be honest. I feel pretty good about Davis with how they're cooking right now. Yeah, they're they're turning it on at the right moment, you know. And this is the thing. This is why you know people. I heard something on on that show full of hacks that has another channel. Uh, they're talking about like is NDSU bad this year? I'm like NDSU will the, you turn? It doesn't matter how you start the year. Well, if you turn it on at the right time, you know you get you get your streak going when it matters the most, which is <sighs> now that I mean it's that's just one of the things that makes schools like that extremely dangerous, and that's what makes Davis dangerous right now because yes. they are hot. They're playing real well. It's like so, Ole Miss winning well, the baseball national championship last year. Exactly. They, I mean. You heard Tim Elko say it. Don't let the Rebs get hot. Don't let the Aggies get hot. They might just knock you out of the number one seed. Yep. Well, they were they were good at the beginning of the year, too. We forget that they had a stretch of FBS and then straight top five teams that they had to play. And they That's played South Dakota State and real well. They they played us tough. They Honestly, I think they played Weaver even better. Yeah. Um, they should have won Weaver. If they make a field goal, then that's a whole different game. Um and then they finally ran out of gas against Montana State. But they were better than they were getting credit for, especially when people were using it against SDSU in the beginning of the year, which I got a kick out of. But now everybody's like, oh, they're really good, right? That's fine. Um, <laughs> it's, um, I think they're better than people think. They've got a real good defense, and uh, uh, their running back starts with the G. That kid's a little stud. That'll be a fun fun game to watch if anybody's able to go watch Scadabo versus, I think it's Gilmore. His name. Yeah. So, 
here's something that I noticed today when when I was looking at my rankings and I was I watched part of the um the mock playoff selection for FCS Fans Nation and they had Sanford at 3. I have Sanford at 4. There is a way if you look at mine, there is a way for Sanford to get the 2 seed. Sac State lose. Sac State Sac has State to State lose. lose. Yeah. Yeah. And Montana State has to lose. Does Montana State have to lose, or would it just secure it if they mm. lost? I think I I think it's Montana State has to lose. Okay. Yeah. Um, they're they're going to consider the Big Sky the best conference with them on playoff qualifiers they have, and going undefeated in it is going yeah. to get them the nod. Yeah, they would have they would have to lose, and I mean. Honestly, though, like Sanford has looked great this year, but man, they've won the they, games, though. They've won the games, but I don't know. I, I don't know. It, I hope Kevin's watching this because we're talking about a big sky team, I, you know, SoCon team. I, I yeah, will let's say, not, let's not talk trash about the SoCon team because uh, Kevin well, Matthew was so cool. I, I will, I will say, if Sanford gets the two seed, their path to the semis. Should, their, their chances of making the semis should go up, depending on what draw they get. Well, yeah. You know, I'm curious, too, if the SoCon has those teams that are as, as good as we think and, you know, with a seed and everything like that, or if the bottom just dropped out of the SoCon because the triple option teams got killed with not being able to cut block and what they got going on down there. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. Like, well, I mean, who else in this? The, Wofford doesn't run the triple option anymore. It's just no, the Citadel. Citadel. It's just the Citadel. Citadel. Citadel, comma. Is it just Citadel? Else. Just Citadel. I think so. Just because it tweaks somebody's tail, call him Citadel. I don't you think know, VMI runs the triple option. No, no they're kind of a high flying. Yeah. By the way, I don't know if you guys know this, but if you stand in your bathroom mirror with the lights out and say Citadel three times, Kevin comes up from behind you. <laughs> oh god, that's terrifying. <laughs> well, the so other going man screaming about cut blocks, <laughs> screaming, screaming that the service academies are at a disadvantage because they can't yeah. recruit players that they need and can't cut blocks. And they and they scared and they scared and so scared the big boys, so they legislated them out of being able to compete. Okay, so where does NDSU fall to when they lose? Like, are you talking about ranking or in the playoff? I don't think Chad heard the seeds. I think Chad should yeah, have played he, because he uh, can't oh, see his comment in there. If NDSU loses to UND for any reason, they're not getting a seed. They aren't going to have any chance at getting a seed. Because yeah, they're in the I, I, I can see a scenario where they get an eight seed. Just total name <laughs> recognition. <laughs> sit it up, sit it up, sit. No, we're not going to do that. Wait, Alexa, turn off the lights. Oh, sit it up, sit it up. I can somebody, do all sorts of fun tricks. Somebody, Alexa, turn the lights on. Turn them blue. Okay. Oh, my. Oh, wow. That's a good look right there. You should stay that way. Yeah, there stick you go. with that. Is that, yeah. um, that's your, is that your trick 
girl when you know you get Ariel. Alexa, is turn the lights a, on. Yeah, is that like your party trick? You host a party yeah. and Alexa, turn the lights on. Yeah, I can do dancing and like strobes them. Oh, um, my, <laughs> the Alexa in our house just went off. All right, so <laughs> I will tell y'all on a, on this agenda, we had two things for the middle before we get to the rest of the game. Uh, one was bracketology, and the other one was just titled "Shit Talking Everyone." And I feel like we're to that point now. So. Again, you have a comment where you want to trash talk anybody, drop it in. We'll put it up, especially if it makes me laugh. But please don't make me laugh too much. But uh, give us a give us a fan base, and I'll give you the most annoying thing about that fan base. Montana. Oh, everything. Yes, I agree. <laughs> it, it made my day when when they started pitching for game day, um, like at Montana State. I was like, man, if they get it, Montana fans are going to be livid, mm. and. That was so it just made my day when they took game day to Bozeman because Montana's like, it's because we're in it. It's like, okay, whatever. But I can't stand Montana fans. No, they, they, they go to talk about like, I mean, let's look at how many big sky titles have they gotten in the past 10 years? Anybody want to take a guess? Zero. Zero. How many is Montana State? How many Montana State? How many is Montana State gotten? Three. Exactly. So, you know, shut your damn mouth. Pound sand. My favorite is uh is when they talk about playoffs without Montana are irrelevant. Like back irrelevant. during the spring season, it's like well, I guess the last decade's been irrelevant. Oh, Bobby, Bobby Bobby Hawk is just a tool. Let's go to the next fan base. I hope they lose and miss the playoffs. We can ask him once again if the playoffs are now irrelevant. So, um, Chad, seeing as how. The, the boss of our StreamYard channel is a Bison admin and probably could pull the power here at any time. I will say that that NDSG... Coward. Coward. <laughs> <laughs> they play in a dome. They're soft. Play uh, the most annoying thing about North Dakota State yeah. is that every time they don't win a game by like 40, they think the world's ending or they don't have the best game play calling or somebody schemes them a little bit. They think the world's falling and the dynasty's over. That's what's annoying. Oh, so Alabama fans. You, yeah. you want to know the most annoying thing in the world, honestly about them. Like the number one thing about them. Yes. Is unlike every other fan base in the world, they can talk all the shit they want. And you can't before say a game. No, no, it's not that you can't say anything. I've got all sorts of inventive things that I say to NDSU fans. That's not the problem. But they can shit talk before a game as much as they physically want because their team always bails them out. So That's it true. never comes up, and they never have to eat crow, like ever. And it's so goddamn irritating. Here's the one thing that actually truly annoys me about them, and I think you kind of touched on it a bit. Matt was talking about – Matt Frazee put out a tweet at the beginning of the year. It was like the week before uh, their first game. And he could find tickets still. And it was like years before you couldn't find tickets. They were always sold out. And this year you'd be able to. And you know why? It's because their fans got bored with winning. And like, you know what? If your team's winning, you should get your ass in the seat because your team is winning. Your team has done something over the past decade that we haven't seen at the FCS level. You know, we've seen dynasties. We've seen App State. We've seen Georgia Southern. But not in a like in a string like you have. And the fact that you're getting too bored – like oh, piss off! That is the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. Pardon my mouth. already, but like I would take that any damn day of the week and twice on Sunday to have SFA be a dynasty team. Like you're, you're just as I mean, at least same Houston fans. Even though they didn't show up to the game, they you know consistently didn't show up to the game. It wasn't like that they got bored <laughs> of it. You know, they, 
Like, so, uh, so they also yeah. have, it's hard to complain about like Sam Houston fans, not necessarily showing up when they have so much competition for, um, uh, like fans in the state of Texas. Right. And yeah. it really that's everywhere in the country, but, except for the Montanas and the Dakotas. Yep. Here's and here. The, ah, I'm going to stop you right there. South Dakota. They got Iowa. They got heavy, Iowa. heavy Nebraska and Nebraska, Iowa. Yeah. Like crazy still, heavy. To me, though, if you don't have – okay, I get what you're saying. Like South Dakota State is literally two hour, two and a half hours from Lincoln. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm going to come back up. Here's my counter to Sam Houston, though, to what you just said. If JSU in a state where Alabama and Auburn are – can pull at least 12,000 fans, Sam Houston should be able to do the same thing. All right. Uh, Jamie Williams wants to talk trash about Richmond. And honestly, you know what the most annoying thing about Richmond is? is hearing JMU fans going, blah, it's blah, blah, blah. And Richmond, Richmond still sucks. sucks. You know what? You're not, you don't play in the same division anymore. Get over, find a new rival, okay? Like, stop. Wow. Okay. Nobody, nobody Dang. cares anymore. Like, the they're, not your, they're not your rival. <laughs> Let it go. Okay. Just take whatever anger you have, put it in your pocket. And wait until you play them. Like you get them at a at a bye game, where you bring them up to Harrisonburg, or you play in basketball or, or something. But like, find a new rival. Go be rivals of Marshall. They need some love or something. Like just do something else. Be like it's ten twenty two and Marshall still sucks. That'd be fine. Or you better come up with something a little more creative than that. Okay, like at least North Dakota State yells Sioux sucks shit still, even though North Dakota's not the Sioux. You know, at least something. Be be creative. Be better. Be bold. That's up. That's it. That's your reverend. Mine and Will's time to shine. You go first. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I don't know if there's anything annoying about North Alabama other than you made five-year-old Will cry. I mean, that's that's all there is about North Alabama that's annoying is that like I can look back to one time of me crying in my life and it's because of you. I, 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 it's hard to have anything else against you. Sorry. Okay, so. so- Tuna fans are so Tuna. prideful of their band and think that they are the they are God's oh, gift. No, God, no band, no band. If only the Southerners didn't think that. Yeah, uh, Southerners is the best band in in the country. Thank you. We have the hardware to prove it. It was presented to us this weekend. So, mm. all so right. all right, yeah. all right, all right, JSU all right. Hate that you right. that Tuna fans think that their band is the best oh. is God's gift to Earth when it's not. All right, let's see. They don't have a stadium. That's annoying. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I got one last one for you guys to do. SDSU fans. SDSU. I love India. You I take everything fans. so freaking personal. Good yeah, you really, God. you really, you really kind of do. Like, like you guys get the. You guys are so salty. You shouldn't have ice on your roads in the winter time. Like, it's just insane how how. Uh, we weren't ranked number one. Listen, assholes, I was ranking you guys one for most of the season. Just not everybody else caught up to it. And does it matter? Does a ranking really matter? No. What matters at the end of the day is playing in Frisco and racing the trophy. Like, I mean, there are certain podcasters on the JI network that just, dear God, like, stop crying over it <laughs> that you weren't ranked number one. Like, I mean, sorry, not sorry. Like, you have a great – you have – I mean, you have a great fan base. You've got a beautiful little stadium. Um, you, with, I mean, you can have beer now, which makes it even better for everybody else. You, you know, you break your helmets on the rails. Like, I, you, you do hobo day, which is you know great. I think that's I think it's probably one of the best traditions in FCS. Like, there's not a lot to say. Just stop taking shit so seriously. 
but that's also why we are SCSU's favorite podcast. I think this sums it up. You, I feel like your fan base does get butthurt about everything. And like Jamie said, you shouldn't because you're better than ev- like everybody in the country except maybe one team, and we don't even know. And I don't know. I just feel like I would kill to be ranked in the top two. So, in our defense, yeah. in our defense, be NDSU's rival for the last decade. You get touchy about stuff. <laughs> I, I understand. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this one's good. I saw this one. I'm going to put it right there, too. There were at least 15 at the game. Yeah, we, listen, it was cold, and it was deer season, so our 15 which went down to eight. No, SFA... I will say, here's the thing about our fans. Our fans are... Podcast stars. <laughs> our fans give up way too easily. Like, they're too... Like, they they are... I, I don't... I, I mean, you know, if you think about it, if you think about the history, you know, we've only had, like, I don't know, seven playoff appearances. It's in, in D1, not that many. We had the national championship game that got vacated. But, like, our fans just, like... As soon as we lose one game, it, they are the we should fire our, our whole staff and do something new, sort of thing, and that that's annoying to me. Um, you know how many times Saturday I heard at least we have basketball. Yeah, and that's the other thing I hate too. I hate that that we have basketball. Yeah, you know what? We are a basketball school. We are a basketball school first, but we got a pretty damn good coach for football. So. Oh, yes. We're going to do this one. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. I can do it. No, 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 no. Jabari Jones asked a question that wasn't about the CUSA contract, so I want to make sure we get to that one because I can see it there. But okay. UCA fans. So my pet peeve at UCA fans is that we can put 12,000 people in a stadium fill it to the brim, and you would think that there's like 2,500 there. That is true. Your stadium is damn quiet. It's just not like – it's because we live in a state that is totally red. Like it is Razorback red to the core, and I wish it wasn't. Um, but you've got people in the stands watching the Arkansas game on their phone, and it's like, oh, we got a first – like, we were playing Sam Houston last year. They are the number one team in the country. We storm back, make it 31-28, and it's just like crickets. And you got people, you got players on the sideline turning around trying to pump the crowd up, and nothing's happening. And it's just, I don't know, it's a little depressing sometimes. When UCA scores a touchdown at home, it sounds like this. It's got, it it got a little bit better when they introduced the fireworks. I don't know if you've been back since we've had fireworks. Um, No. They shoot fireworks now, and I think people get like literally get more excited for the fireworks than they do for the touchdown, but it makes people get up a little bit. But anyway. Yeah, that's my pet peeve is that it's like a freaking peanut gallery. All right. All right. So Chad asked Jackson, Jackson State. I don't know if he meant Jackson State or if he meant Jacksonville State. So let's hit both. Um, Jackson, nope. here's let's 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 hit Jacksonville State because there's shit about them that's annoying besides their band. Um, and, oh, I got some stuff on Jacksonville State. Back and, some, and some of their posters on the FCS Fans Nation page. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know. Like uh, so, go ahead, Brandon. Be smart your own your own school. The one thing that I hate is they they think JSU is the best team in the FCS. Now, Grant, 
better yet, they think they're the best football team in the state of Alabama. And that's just not the case. And every time that somebody tries to bring them back to reality, they get all defensive. And I'm just like, bro, calm down. Are you, are you, are, are you okay in the head? Like, do you need a mental exam? Because apparently you think a team that has less scholarships and is in a different subdivision than Alabama and Auburn is better than Alabama and Auburn. Like, yeah. no, sit down. Yeah. And some of them even say, oh, we can take NDSU. We can take South Dakota State. We can take Montana. I'm like, oh, please be careful what you wish for. Be careful what you wish for because we got it one time and we got our butts handed to us. Yep. I think the only thing that really annoys me at Jacksonville State, honestly, I mean, the other stuff you can tolerate is that they, they still are allowing a punter who sexually assaulted a teammate to still play for them. Oh, but, yeah, that, that's another thing, too. Yeah, that's, that's, that's you know, just, just saying – um, no, and Chad apparently meant Jackson State. I don't have any beef with Jackson State, to be honest with you. If, a lot of people don't like Deion Sanders, his coach, and what he has done for the SWAC and what he's done for HBCUs, you got to admit, they're getting a lot more attention than they used to get. You can't talk like shit Georgia about this. You, you, you can't talk shit about a team that, that averages 45,000 people a game. Right, like they fill up. They when I was in, when I stayed in Houston, um, the week the weekend the Astros won to avoid uh, to avoid being down here for the Lone Star Motorcycle Rally, and it was when Jackson State played Texas Southern, and there were so many Jackson State fans downtown, like insane. Like they travel well, they support their team. Um, it sucks they don't have uh, they don't have you know clean drinking water, but that's another story. So I can't. I don't think you can say anything bad about them. I would love to see them in the playoffs because I would love to see how they do against other teams, but they're going to go to Celebration Bowl. They're going to get their money, and they're going to get their 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 media exposure, and that's good for them. There's yeah. there's not really anything you can yeah. say about them. I, I was going to build off of that because a lot of their fans are saying that they can – they will play anybody, anytime, anywhere. But then you bring up the fact that you would have to play those teams in the playoffs because none of those teams are going to schedule Jackson Jackson State during the regular season. And they go all ballistic on you when you mention playoffs. If you want to prove yourself, go to the playoffs. Yeah. Get into a conference where you can get an AQ or an at-large and prove yourself. Who needs yeah. to prove yourself when you get the money going to the Celebration Bowl, though? Exactly. Right. Like they don't. I mean, they don't think it does hurt me anybody. when they when they like talk crap about the playoffs and talk about they would win the national championship if they played in it. That irks me a little bit because then I'm That's like, obnoxious. okay, play play yeah. in the playoffs. But yeah. at the same time, I totally understand not doing it. But don't say mm. you're not doing it because you're too good for it. You're not doing it because you make more money. The exactly. Other way. Yeah. So. No, I I agree. Um, real quick, Will, or this is more of an ace uh, question since you know better, but thoughts on Coach Bo regarding staying at KSU with the move to CSA? I honestly, I think he'll be gone. I, know, I was gonna say, I, is there something I don't know about? Because I think I, he'll I, don't, be, I think he'll be gone. I don't think he'll be staying around, dude. Well, I think we talked about this. We talked about this when KSU announced they were going to CUSA, or yeah. when you or when UNA uh, fired their coach. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, here's my thing. I think he's a great coach, but I don't know that that scheme is going to work, especially as you transition. And so if you're concerned about getting a jump, you know, on – got to recruit, and that system calls you to recruit a certain way, and that's not going to work. Uh, it's not working now, whether it be the new rule or just in general, and it's not going to work at the Conference USA. And so – 
if you want to recruit the way you're gonna have to recruit, then either tell him you got to change the system or I guess let him go. I love Bohannon. I think he's awesome. Um, but I don't know that he's the guy necessarily to lead you to the promised land. If that is what you're trying to do now, I think he's a guy you could keep on staff and maybe say, Hey, I want you to hire an offensive coordinator. That's going to do this. You still be the head guy, the face of the program, but we're going to give you the money to get an offensive coordinator. Okay. So you want him gone. Um, hey, you're, I, yeah, I don't know. I, just, I, I don't think it translates up to the next level. What he's trying to do, unless he's going to go work at a service academy. Like I, I just don't see it happening. So that system, no. But I mean, if you bring in a, I mean, because he was trained under with Paul Johnson. Is that his name? Uh, at Georgia Tech. Um, yeah, I think you're. I think so. Yeah. So if you told him get an offensive coordinator that is going to run an offense that's um, compatible with success at that level, then you know maybe it works, but. All right, I, one more comment, and then we're going to go into the games of the week because I just think this is a funny comment from Chad. And actually, I think he spelled it right for everything. Who? No, uh, no, he misspelled who's. Never mind. I there's there's got to be one in there. <laughs> yeah, was, he spelled who's. He used who's improperly. Um, if it was done right, I'd be worried somebody stole his computer and was typing in this. <laughs> who's field turf is the worst, and why does it make Kyler such a hater? <laughs> Uh, the worst is this between is, Eastern Washington and UCA? No, this can be anybody. Okay. I honestly, honestly, you know what? Here's the thing. I talked crap about UCA Shrives, but they've gotten better since they kind of made that that purple deeper, like we talked about. You know, Eastern Washington did something sort of neat. To me, Northern Iowa is one of the ugliest damn fields I've ever seen, and it's not even because it's a different color. It's because they tried to go green stripes and one of their greens look like if you take all the colors in a crown box and mix them together um and then they have that throw up yeah or throw up i was trying to be trying to be nice and nicer um but then they also have that same throw up piss stain whatever it is around that's the shape of iowa (laughs) but they have it midfield to me that's the ugliest that's the ugliest uh field turf um eastern michigan Oh, yeah, no, like, mm, that's absolutely. the factory is the worst because the first time I turned my TV to a game when they had installed the gray turf, I legitimately thought that my TV was broken. And just like oh, Jamie just said it too. Uh, yeah, I felt like I was watching a black and white game and then I realized that the uniforms were the right color. And so. Yeah, that, that sucks to watch a game on. Yeah, Coastal Carolina's teal doesn't bother me so much. It just looks like really bad AstroTurf from like the 80s. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, it just looks like AstroTurf. Yeah. I'm going to uh, I'm gonna stick with you and I because I think the, the the gray one would look <laughs> I liked her, and now I don't. My wife's trashing it. That's actually my favorite. I, I, I'm going to tell you, my favorite field in the FCS is the birthday cake. Is that? That is my favorite turf color. Is that that's, UCA? That's UCA. Yeah. Birthday UCA, cake. It's a layer cake. Yeah. <laughs> that's Ariel does not agree. That's my favorite one. Yeah. Well, you know, obviously she doesn't have taste. She married me. Yeah, that's I wasn't gonna say that. I saw two more I saw two more fan ones, and I mean we got uh, Chad's not enough, but Sam, who cares for FBS? Um McNeese. Who? Mc... <laughs> I have nothing against McNeese. You guys are awesome. I, here's the thing about Mac Nice. You got to say it right. It's not Mac Nice. Why is Mac-Nice. it Mac Nice? There's no because, because they're it's from just Louisiana the way they and they can't talk. It. Get your life together, 
McNeese. Yeah. McNeese. I will call them McNeese forever and always. So here's yeah. the thing about here's the thing I actually like about McNeese. One, they have a great tailgating environment. If you haven't been there, they you show up on Friday night, they're partying. It's the erection party or whatever you want to call it. They're putting up tents, but they're still partying. Whoa. Saturday. Saturday. They party That's all day. Saturday, but Saturday, it's a big tailgate. And the thing is, you come in as a visiting fan, they are going to offer you a beer. They're going to offer you food. They're going to take care of you, right? You go you go inside the, the game. They're going to talk trash about you for three hours. They're going to be your worst enemy. They're going to sway and clap as it sings Jolie Bond and all that stuff. And then as soon as the game's over, you walk out, they're going to offer you another beer. Like, their fans, they have one of the best fan bases in FCS. And after what that city has gone through with with the hurricanes and Hurricane Laura, which I had to evacuate for from here, and thankfully it missed, but unfortunately it hit them. And then they got hit with the other, I can't remember what the other one was, um, like just back to back, you know, and the fact that they're recovering from it. Yeah, you know, their program's a little bit down this year, but they'll rebound. They always rebound. The Southland's very cyclical when it comes to it being a conference, and you're going to see McNeese come back up on rise up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only thing I hate is that they put McNeese on the back of their jerseys, but I get that they make it about a team and not an individual, so I guess it makes sense. Yeah, but uh, those, that's my thoughts on him. I think the only thing I don't like about McNeese is the fact that they have fallen off so much because they yeah. they used to be such a a very good team. Yeah, the cow the cowbells kind of suck. Uh, oh, then like if they have cowbells, that's the most annoying thing mouth. about them. You should yeah, both shut have, your mouth. Have cowbells. All right. Have you have you seen a Mississippi State game on the field? All right. On the TV? All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Let's. Where Jamie Jamie Williams is right. He says it's coming up at eleven on the east, and he's old. Um, and we're at an hour thirteen, so we're definitely Our getting fight into is time. Ring the bells for South Dakota. Yeah. <laughs> so let's get into let's get into week thirteen. We're just gonna go through these real quick. I'll call out the games. These are real easy, and then we have two games of the week that we can discuss further. So we have not Appalachian, but Austin P. Uh, traveling to Bama. Anybody is Austin P. Even gonna show up? What's the spread? <laughs> I don't know. Ben didn't give me the spread. What the hell, Ben? Yeah, what the hell, Ben? Um, no, I can't. Uh, pick, I can't pick against Scotty Walden. I mean, yeah, I know you love you some Scotty Walden, but I just going against Bama. <laughs> I know Bama. I know Bama is down after the LSU loss, but I don't see that being a being a loss. <laughs> you don't see that making them lose to Austin. No, I don't see that making them lose to Austin P. Unfortunately. <laughs> So I, I got to go Bama. I heard Bama by eighty. All yes. right, we got we got Northern Iowa. They're going to be walking in Memphis, playing uh, the Tigers at the Liberty Bowl. Memphis. 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 <laughs> as much as I want UNA to win, I'm I'm picking Memphis. Yeah. Um, let's see. We got Kennesaw State at Eastern Kentucky. This one could be interesting. It could. I'm, call, I'm calling Kennesaw State. Kennesaw's playing their best ball of the year right now. Yep. EKU's and, not playing very great. <laughs> well, I mean, they it's they're two weeks removed from being UCA by t- four scores. So, I mean, yeah, they had a bad week last week, but I wouldn't say they're necessarily not playing great. But I think this is – where's it at? I didn't it's, even look. It is in, uh, in Richmond. Richmond. But that's cold. not a travel. But that's not a bad travel thing for. It's gonna Kansas be cold. State. It's gonna be cold. It's gonna be windy. It's not gonna be Brendan cold, but it's gonna be cold. There's gonna be one complete set of teeth in the stands because <laughs> it is Eastern Kentucky. 
Um, it's not a toothbrush, not a toothbrush. The, <laughs> the Kentucky blue people will be out there. <laughs> no, because right, of so, my because of my bracket, I'm gonna go EKU. All right, Will. Uh, I'm gonna roll with Kennesaw. Brendan. I'm gonna go with Eastern Kentucky. Yep, I'm gonna take Kennesaw. All right, we got the Thunderbirds of Southern Utah traveling to the prison to play Sam. I'll start that under chickens and play oh. in front of all of 15 people. Dozens yep. of people will be at that game. Yeah. The Sam Houston fan will be there. There will be one. <laughs> Hopefully there's not an execution going on at the same time, because then that guy will be busy doing other things. That's true. Their offense yeah. is getting it together a little <laughs> bit. So I'm going to go with Sam. I'm taking I'm, the Thunderbirds. I'm going Southern Utah. Yeah. Uh, too bad that's not a game of the week. I could get some points back. No, nah, that's not happening. We had to pick the games that actually mattered this week. Uh, Houston Christian, not Baptist. They're leaving the confines of CVS to go play Tarleton. Tarleton. <laughs> it's got a play down game here for Tarleton. So, yeah, I'm take them. I don't think it's enough of a of a trap game for Tarleton. It's the last game of the season, and Tarleton has nothing to play for except for people thinking they should be FBS. So I will take them, although I'd love to see Houston Christian pull the upset just, just for shits and giggles at that point. I'll go with Tarleton, even though I root against them every game for the rest of their existence. Yeah, exactly. I, have a, I have a real question. question. Brendan, yeah. have you ever seen Houston Baptist or Houston Christian play a game? Just out no, of curiosity. I have caught them before flipping through, but I don't remember it. Because I just, I really, I know I've wonder, had it on ESPN Plus. Okay. Sometimes I wonder if, like, the Huskies get up on any TVs north of the Mason Dixon. North north of CVS, well, basically. Yeah. I, I have a problem. Like if, if the Jacks are on the road and I'm not going to the game, I sit down and I start my day watching game day, and then it's FCS football. I don't watch FBS football at all. So I will watch FCS football until I'm watching Big Sky after dark. Okay. Cool. Well, that's they, props to so you. Then. I'm flipping all over through all sorts of them. I get bored with another game because it turns into a blowout, so I jump to another one. And yeah, that's what I do. Cool. I mean, the the thing with Houston Christian is when they had Bailey Zappi playing there. I mean, they were actually playing pretty well with him as quarterback, and they were getting some national exposure. But again, you're exposing the fact that half of your stadium is dominated by a CVS. So, yeah. uh, but the nice thing though is that if you get really hot in those September games, you can go to CVS, buy yourself a Gatorade, get a six foot long receipt, and you have a tent. So there are some pros <laughs> to having that right there. It's true. Uh, if your athletic right. trainer forgets Advil, you can yeah, exactly. You're right there, man. That's exactly it. You don't have you don't have to get around the sidelines. Just go in, you give it your CBS card, get your points. That's right. So does their trainer even get Advil, or is he just send the players over to get it themselves? <laughs> just give them a voucher and tell them to go get it. <laughs> They've got a special. Uh, you game. got two coupons. Ariel said, "No props to you. Don't encourage that behavior." Sorry, Brennan. Yeah, Actually, more, more. Sorry, Ariel. I will encourage this behavior. At least he's not a degenerate, like you know, you know, doing degenerate things. He's just watching football. It could be worse. Yeah, it could be gambling on it. He could be gambling. He could be hitting those, uh, hitting those casinos, man. All right. Let's see. Before we get to the game of the week's last game, this one should be easy to call. Utah Tech. They Poor travel Utah up. Tech. They travel up to Brigham Young. BYU. Cougs. Yeah. 
Yeah, you got to pick the Cougs. I, 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 yeah, I, I there's that's okay. So now let's get to the games of the week. And why these two games of the week are important is because I believe statistically I cannot lose our game of the week challenge. I don't, I think I can still finish second, but I will not finish last. So that will be going down between. Do we know two. the standings? We'll, um, we've all we'll, missed except no, we, for I think Reb got one. Or no, you got last week, I guess. I got last week. We got last week. Yeah. I think Will, Will has to get both these right, basically. I think I'm a game behind you, Rev. Yep. So, like I said, but Will's too far behind. I think he, he has to get both these right. To, well, anyways. I also didn't pick one because you freaking put UCA in it. And so I just hey, guess it. what? Guess who's one of the games of the week this week? <laughs> we had to pick the two that have to do with the championships. <laughs> so, first, we have the Gamecocks of Jacksonville State University traveling to Conway, Arkansas to play the Fighting Will Silers on the Stripes. Okay, let me say something. Because we picked these games, or Rev picked these games, because we think they could affect the playoff picture. We don't right. know. Yeah. That's the problem. And yeah. if there was a, a Rev rant, I wish it was that we have no idea if these games affect it or not. Well, so. Can, can, can I say something? Yeah. Dustin has the audacity to get mad at people who are like, I don't know how the hell this is playing out. This is a joke. And we don't even know here how well, the hell this is going to work well, out. Well, so here, here's how it plays out. Because if UCA wins, then we have a – then here's how it plays out. Then we have a three-way tie in the A-Sun. And so when it comes to the A-Sun, it's going to come UCA loses. No, I thought it says you won. If we win, we win it outright. All right, sorry, yeah. So if they win, they do win outright. They go, if they lose, which I don't know if they're going to lose, uh, lose or not. Then that's where it gets really muddled in the A Sun. The SFA UCA uh, SFA ACU game is just going to decide the WAC champion. And if ACU wins it, ACU is going to get the AQ because they have everything else. If SFA wins it, then it's going to come down to that damn power that power poll because everything else, like like record against and countable games, things like that, will be even with um with uh the a sun schools no matter who comes out of that side of it so i do know what i'm talking about wish everybody else well, to me and here's the thing if i think no matter what happens if uca wins then the winner of the whack would get it because not because of a power ranking though it would be countable record because your countable record would be five and two at that point uca's would be six and four because you played three non-counters that's um, true so now that's if they did that but you know what i can also see is the ASA and the WAC getting together and being like, okay, it makes complete sense if we use the head-to-head considering one of these schools beat the other by four touchdowns a week ago. Um, so I could see that happening too. And that's why I say, like, I don't know is because I don't trust either conference to, like, stick to their guns and be like, yeah, we said we were going to do this, so we're going to do this. Yeah. I can see them being like, well, it just makes more sense. Yeah. And but, uh, and I mean, but let's be honest, Abilene Christian, they're pretty poised to, pretty poised to to uh, take care of it. Um, but let's talk about JSU UCA. Um, Will, I'll let you go last because I know you're not going to pick against okay. UCA. Uh, okay. Brandon, let's start with you. Um, JSU uh, after last week uh, beating the top rated team in the A Sun Whack. And beating them pretty handily, I uh, I feel a little bit more confident going into this game. I don't think it'll be a blowout loss um, because it's at UCA and it's tough to play on the stripes. So I think it's going to be a lot closer. I'm I'm gonna say probably a one possession game. So I'm picking JSU. Brendan, you have any thoughts? 
Uh, I like UCA at home just because I know that everybody struggles on the strippers' stripes. <laughs> <laughs> There's that slip up. They get distracted. Everybody yeah. does struggle with the strippers. <laughs> that's that's their story. real secret. They're sending the strippers to the hotel prior that the opposing team's staying at. And they're like, oh, it's this field. The stripes are getting them. Nothing else. Oh. oh. Whew. But there is no there is no denial from Will. So, I mean, that could be true. No, I don't know. The, the I'm not thing telling was, you what the specialists did on Saturday night or on uh, Friday nights. The, <laughs> here's here's the problem with this game is that it, it's you, it's been with UCA because UCA they're such they're a, they're a really damn good team, but you don't know which UCA is going to show up sometimes, you know, um, and you don't know if their defense is going to step up and play great and 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 limit a team to seven points or if they're going to get in a shootout with Lindenwood, you know. You don't know if the special teams is gonna gonna make it a game, or if they're gonna lose to Missouri State based upon special team scores. So you don't know. Um, I'm gonna lean with Jacksonville State, um, but I think it'll be a close game. Also, I wouldn't be surprised if UCA wins. To be honest with you, but in terms of picking for our standings, I'm gonna stay if they were. Uh, I'm gonna say if they're. You know, I'm gonna. You know, I'm gonna bet with Brandon basically to help out to help pad the standings here. Uh, you should have to pick first, so that way he has got a chance to come up. This is no worry. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick first on the last one. <laughs> um, Will, are you? I mean, I know who you're picking already. So Do you have anything you want to say about the game? Here's my only concern. Um, Jacksonville State runs the ball very effectively. Um, we gave up, let's see, I think it was a hundred and yeah, 185 on the ground SFA, which miles Reed can run the ball, but he's not a world beater. Um, I would take LaRoche over him from Jacksonville state, uh, Eastern Kentucky ran for two thirty. Um, North Alabama ran for, Oh, sorry. I saw four fifty six. That was us. Two seventy eight. Uh, <laughs> almost two eighty. Um, and then, I mean, if you go to Kennesaw, it's going to be different. I actually think we held Kennesaw, yeah, to 181. So we've given up over 150 on the ground, over 175 on the ground um, for a month straight. And so that makes me nervous because if we can't get Jacksonville State off the field, then it's hard to hard to win. Um, but we've also seen like teams like Southeastern Louisiana do it. And so I think we can, I think we can do anything Southeastern Louisiana can do. Um, so I don't know. Darius Hale was clearly not 100% in Nacogdoches. Uh, he played, I think, five or six snaps um, and was slow on all of them. So, but then again, Kylan James stepped in, had like 280 all-purpose yards. So um, obviously, we've got you know a certified dude backing him up. So I think it really comes down to can we stop the run or not? And when I say stop the run, you're not going to you know make them run for less than 150, but can you? If I think if we can keep them under like 240, 250, which sounds like a lot, but I think if you can keep them under 250, they rushed for they rushed for like 350 last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and even in games we've won by 30 points, we've given up 225 on the ground. Yeah. And so, um, I think if I think that's the magic number is anywhere from 
240, 250, you keep him under it, I think it's a game. If you let him get up over 300, I think you could see a, a lopsided game. So that's just my opinion because I think they could control the ball, control the time of possession. And our offense is really good, but if we're not on the field, we can't score. So that's my uh, diagnosis. So hopefully we can. I think we can. I think it'd be really interesting if we got to six and five and made the A sign. And I really hope we win. And I really hope SFA wins, which I've never hoped SFA won in my life. Um, but I hope they do. What a nice think, segue. What a I nice know. segue. It's like you well post done. this thing sometimes. I have, go ahead. I was going to say so the last game, it is the CNF Austin Lumberjacks traveling to Abilene to play Abilene Christian Wildcats at their lovely new stadium that they that they just uh, started playing in the past couple of years. It's a nice, nice little facility. Um, and this one is for the WAC championship straight out. They've already played once this year. SFA won on the wildest ending to a game you probably would ever see. Um, Brendan, I don't know if you saw it or heard about it, but um, Abilene Christian's driving. They kick field goal. It falls short. Xavier Gibson, our you know fastest player, grabs it, runs it back to midfield, gets horse collared, as time expires. So SFA basically gets a, gets a uh, free play with no time. Uh, uh, Campos kicks a 53 yard field goal. SFA wins. Craziest, craziest ending, craziest last like 10 minutes of uh, 10 seconds of a game you'll ever see. But now here's the difference between those, uh, those games. Now, one of the teams has actually looked really good since then. And it's not Stephen F. Austin. You know, Abilene Christian has they 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 basically just I want to say steamrolled because they haven't, but they have just consistently managed to move the ball and consistently managed to score in every game. They went up to the uh, to the to the the sorting center in uh, in Grand Forks and hung in with UND um, and lost. I think was 37-34. So mm-hmm. as much as I love my team, I'm a realist. Based off what I saw last week against UCA, when SFA had an opportunity to make sure they still had a, any sort of playoff hope, and they came out, you know, flat. Um, I don't see them going to Abilene and being hyped. I think Abilene Christian wins this, and I think Abilene Christian wins it pretty big, to be honest with you. And SFA will end their season at five and six. Abilene Christian will win the WAC and win the um, and win the WAC Sun um auto uh aq and they will make their first appearance in the playoffs brandon brendan brendan go oh yeah brendan you oh. go. all right i'll go um so i do know too a, a little bit about both these teams i know that neither's defense is uh out of this world but i have a lot more faith in abilene christian's offense to be consistent and put up more points than stephen f austin's unfortunately rev so especially with it being at acu so i'm going to take uh take abilene christian will i hate to say it but i think carthel's lost the locker room um i don't know that there's still a whole lot of like juice left in those guys and just being in a locker room, that's a dangerous situation. Uh, when you lose a locker room, you, you lose games 34 to 7 at home. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I can't pick against Abilene Christian. So, give me the Wildcats. Brandon. Um, 
I'm looking at everything on offense and on defense, and Stephen F. Austin actually is ahead of Abilene Christian on every category for offense. And then Abilene leads SFA in defense, except for passing passing yards allowed. Um, Abilene is undefeated at home. If this was at SFA, I would pick SFA. Those 14 guys have a really big home field advantage. I mean, they are loud. <laughs> they get loud. They get loud. <laughs> but I, 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 I have to go with Abilene. I have to go with Abilene. I, I, as Technically, much as you I have would... to go with SFA to get in. Yeah, you pick him for pride or just yeah. catch him? Well, so here's the thing. If he if he picks SFA, then I think uh, I mean, I, I, and will somehow will make would be tied right. again if I pick. And there is there is a punishment in Frisco that is yet to be worked out. So, mm. um, yeah. So I mean, I, like I said, I'm sitting pretty. I, I, I mean, so it's it's, it's Brandon's. Uh, it's it's Brandon's. If he wants to, if he wants to just go for pride, or if he wants to go for glory. It's fourth. It's fourth oh, down. You're gonna God. you're gonna go for the tying field goal, or you're gonna go for the win. You're gonna go for the win. What are you gonna do, Mike McCarthy? What are you gonna do? You know what, Jamie has always said that he's ad- he's admired coaches that go for the win, and I agree with him. So I'm picking SFA. Wow! Look at you go! Wow. Look at you go! Love the moxie. I love the moxie. I think you're wrong, but I love the moxie. And, and we waited, it. and we waited until Jamie went to bed for that. Yeah, exactly. Right. I was like, you didn't, you didn't have to talk nice to Jamie. He'll see it later. He'll yeah. see it later. So, the thing, another thing too that makes me pick against SFA, even if SFA hadn't been the way they were last week, it is very, very hard to beat a team twice in the same season. Very, That's absolutely, right. very hard to do, and that doesn't bode well. Um, so that's it, guys. We've been doing this for now for an hour and a half live. And why do you guys might ask yourself why did we go live, and why did we bring in Brendan? So I can address this slander first off. I'm whooping Ben's ass this year <laughs> in the picks. Okay. I'm beating him like a redheaded stepchild. I don't need these picks. The question for someone who hasn't, who hasn't, or who, uh, if you guys for some reason aren't watching this live and you catch up on the, uh, on Apple or Spotify, which one, sorry, because we haven't read all the comments and we suck at that. We'll do better next week when we talk about that show. But the question is, Brendan, are these bonus picks to gain on Ben this week? So for those of you who don't know, this is a great time to plug FCS Fans Nation. Brendan's from another podcast. He's not an SFA guy. Obviously, you couldn't if you couldn't tell that by his background. Yeah, he he is part of one of the two podcasts for South Dakota State. Um, part of the whole Jackrabbit Illustrated splitting hair, whatever that whole. Whatever, is it Jackrabbit? One, huh? Yeah, we, like, we, yeah we there's three. There's a third one. There is a third one because yep. um so um so technically five. We have wrestling and uh um basketball. We're, we're talking we're talking football. Right now. But anyway, I digress. We're Sorry. talking, we're talking, football. To, talking to foosball. So um <laughs> so but they've got the A team, which is with, with Matt and Dallas and, and Chad coming in strong. They've got the B team with Brendan and Ben and Chad again. Apparently Chad's a podcast tour. What the hell? And then they've got they've got the new one with Kyle and what's it stacks and Thomas Stacker. Yep. Yeah. He yeah. played uh, defensive end for us last year and obviously yeah. four years prior to and, that. And they go live on Friday afternoons, like at lunchtime, yep. um, to preview yep. games. I don't know what they're going to do this week. I guess they could talk playoff things. So, but anyway, the point is, FCS fans nation, if you aren't liking and subscribing, 
on YouTube, you're missing out on a plethora of, of podcasts that talk about all sorts of FCS content. You know, you got Kyler doing the Eagles Power Hour, doing it solo this year. You got the Fight on Montana boys doing their stuff. They had Big Sky. There's Big Sky Big Takes for a bit. There was the was it the Jay and Keith show that does Eastern Tennessee. You have you have Brandon's other podcast, Cocky Nation, but that's an FBS which podcast, so we don't care. Which, so we don't care. Sorry, sorry, Cody, for keeping you awake. Not sorry, not sorry. You're FBS now. Um, but no, and then you you know you had the Big Boy Show. Um, all these great things. The other reason why we're live is because next week there will be two live podcasts coming to you on the FCS Fans Nation show or uh, page. One of them will be the Selection Sunday show done by Jamie Kyler and Mr. Frazy. I should actually put him first because he is the boss. But um, the pod father, father, if you will, for us. Um, But they will be going live during Selection Sunday. uh, So you can, I think it's 1115 Central. Uh, 1215 East Coast, um, but they, you can watch the, the the picks with them, listen to their analysis is, instead of listening to folks on ESPN who don't know what they're talking about. Uh, wow. And there you go. And then um, the his other, picture there kills me. I know. It's so weird. So weird. <laughs> he does a wrestling like podcast too. Chad, who we talked about at and B team, said that wife just heard that and said she agrees so that I'm a podcast whore. So, who uh, were? Um, anyway, so the other reason besides that live show is that Sunday night we're going to have what we're calling the mega live show, where we have. Well, that's Jason, what you call it. I can't think of a better name. We're not. We, I mean, we could still technically call it the Jack Off, Whack Off, but oh, I want to. Well, but but here's the thing: I'm going to open it up to any of the FCS Fan Station right. podcasters who want to come on, and it's going to be our mega live show to talk about the playoffs. So you'll have us. You'll have folks from the A team. Hopefully, you'll have. I know Brendan will be there from the B team. Um, yeah, and, and hopefully Ben shows up as well. I, I think Dallas said from the 18 is definitely going to be there. You know, if the Mont- fight on Montana boys want to come on live, um, if if uh, any, anybody who wants to come on live and, and talk, we're going to talk, we're going to talk playoffs. Um, it'll be fun to, especially as the games are out, we have a little bit of afternoon to look at the, the games, look at the seeds, and hopefully drop some hot takes in there. So be sure to check that out. We'll get that scheduled sometime, um, sometime this week so it'll show up on your YouTube um on your youtube subscription so you'll know it's there but that's a lot of people yeah it'll be be fun brendan since you're our guest man i know i've said about b team but there's anything you want to add or close this out with let's uh let's hear it i know you have a fun week of nothing because scsu is on a buy yeah i want to be just kicking back and relaxing um i was pretty upset about this buy at the end of the season um um for the team I guess it's kind of working out now, but I'm still not too thrilled with it. I think it's led to some of our injuries. Um, but I'm just sitting back with my feet up, getting relaxed, watching football. Thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate it. It's a lot of fun. It's been an honor. Thank you. Uh, and other than that, go Jacks, baby. That's all I got. Nice. Well, man, we appreciate you having on. You guys have been a big, you know, sort of supporter of us this year by announcing us. And you did help us become South Dakota State's, you know. Favorite podcast over Jack. You're welcome. Just, just I'm 100% saying. the one who brought that up. You're 100% the reason that I, I'm 100% the reason that got up. You're welcome. It had nothing. It had nothing to do with Matt. It was all Brandon. We know. We know the truth. Anyways, <laughs> on behalf of Will and Brandon, I'm your boy, the Rev. Thanks for watching. Thanks for joining us this week. We will see you uh, next week. Have a great rest of your week. Be safe.